0: All right, Bertie, that was wild. What up? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, That was awesome. good. For sure.
1: Have you guys ever heard that song before? Never. Yeah.
2: Trust Fall by Incubus. Never Side B.
1: What came up? Yeah. Go for it, dude. All right, cool. So, well, first of all, there's a couple lyrics that stand out for me. Um, obviously, one of, the, one of the most repeated lines in the song is Love is a Blessed Curse, lets you sail across the known universe. <laughs>
0: Should we introduce what we're doing? Yeah,
1: sure. Like an idea? Yeah, try not to. Yeah. Try. Listeners just getting slapped in the face
2: by... What the fuck? podcast. So I just had the boys listen to Trust Fall by Incubus. And the really cool thing about music is that often it resonates with something that we are experiencing in our lives. And uh, so to... Before we got into the podcast, I invited that we listen to a song, which was Trust followed by Incubus and uh, really open up the conversation to what is possible uh, when you look into it and let it reflect back to you. And uh, what's really special about this and what I'm so honored um, by is the opportunity to guide this on the podcast. So thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Jack. I hope you guys listening uh, I hope you guys listening get a lot out of this experience and this conversation. Um, so what we're about to do, we listened to the song, we identified some of the uh, lyrics and sensations that resonated the most, and uh, we're just going to tell some stories and get
1: into it. So yeah, let's jump into it. Let's do it. Cool. Yeah, so... A couple of the lines that are repeated often in the song, "Love is a blessed curse, lets us sail across the known universe." That one stands out for sure. There's another line uh, that comes up right after that. I think it's in like I don't, know, yeah, I don't even know what verse it is, but that says, "Only and only a fool would quit." Mm. What does that mean for you? Well, okay, what I, what it means for me? So. Obviously, love is the is one of the themes of this song. And what it sounds like to me um, is that love is this sort of broad spectrum thing. And there's so many... For me, what resonates is there's so many ups and downs. There's so many different things to experience in life. Um, you know, why would you quit along the way? That's kind of what... That was big for me. That's kind of what resonates with, for me anyways on a personal level. Um,
2: get into that more. Yeah, can you think of, of one one story that like has you know, the ups and downs? I imagine the ups are what connect us to love and what love is and the downs oftentimes can remove us from that space.
1: Yeah, man. and I also think uh, one of the things that just one of the feelings that I get from this song too is that, at least when we're talking about love in this sort of broad spectrum way, I think I think people can tend to think of love as the sort of confined thing. It's only confined to like one
0: thing. Like, you mean like, like loving, loving, like, like in a relationship as a opposed relationship. to keeping yeah. off love. Exactly, like loving yeah. your thy neighbor type of thing. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's towards the end of the song, when he's describing, you know, the palms of your feet, the white to your eyes, the marrow of the tree, same as the pistol in the hand, heavy in hand, gosh, that, that's really powerful, for sure, that's super powerful, it's just like, it, it's hard to even describe the feelings that you get from reading those lyrics, because it's like, there is, there's love in all these things, and And they're simple things,
2: you know. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, for sure. What I what I really resonated with me about, especially that last part, is uh, the way that he said the marrow in the tree and the sap in your bones. Mm -hmm. And what like for me, that's a very abstract representation about like the reason that we feel so free and like very at home in nature and why nature can be so healing oh, yeah. because it's it's like it's Absolutely. this sense of connection so the marrow and the tree and the sap in the bones like usually the sap is in the tree and the marrow is in the bones but that's yeah. what that's what unites us that's like the sap is is um you know to me it's it's sticky it gives off nutrients it, it traps uh, insects and bugs that may not belong there um, and and it's the you know whatever is running through the tree that's what sap is the same way as marrow is in our bones it, it contains all so many nutrients and micronutrients minerals whatever you, whatever you want to call it uh, so yeah to, to some degree that was a really clever connection absolutely yeah that they made
0: um, what
2: What's coming up for you, Jack?
0: Yeah, th- those two were the were two of the three that came up for me, but the, the main one uh, which spoke louder to me than all of them was uh, what what I wrote down my notes first and I'll referred to it in the song was I wrote down like the ideas of you know, be yourself, like the black sheep status. Um, you know, because in, in in the lyrics and in the song, obviously, the second verse, you know, he, or the third verse, you know, is I, I like when you look at me like an alien. Um, there's something in here where he's like, I don't care if you call me an idiot type of thing. And, it, and it's almost like he's, uh, it's almost like it's it's okay to be yourself and explain your, and, and for me, that spoke to how I'm kind of like the black sheep in my family, you know, which I'm totally proud of and I embrace it, uh, you know, being yourself and, and just kind of, and, and the way you can do that is kind of what, he said, or not, not he. I guess whoever wrote the lyrics, you know, ride the tides of life and take them all in stride. Because um, in the end, um, maybe not in the end. I'm losing track of where it was, but there's uh, lyrics in here that alluded to that. Um, but basically, the whole thing. I mean, there, there's three or four lines in here where it just speaks to, you know, looking like an alien. I don't care if you call me an idiot. I'm gonna take this kind of risk and, and go, go on with my way. And that's pretty much the way I've lived my life. You know, I was scared too for a long time. Um, and then the one thing I wanted to add on to love is a blessed curse. Um, I looked at that literally it's a blessing and a curse cause it's risky to love. You, you have to be vulnerable, not only to love, like relationship wise, like love your family or love, uh, you know, if you're married or whatever, but uh to treat everyone with love as the intention which is it's risky because people are gonna not everyone's gonna appreciate that someone's gonna reject it someone's whether it's with you know love as the literal sense or love and just treating someone how you want to be treated um but to me it's worth it's worth it it's worth the risk and you never know just because you might give off an impression of love to someone Treating someone the right way just because they might reject it or get pissed or upset you in that moment doesn't mean down the line they might not think back on that and be grateful for how you treated them type of thing. So yeah. those are the two things to me where the lines about kind of, I don't care if you call me an idiot, you look, you know, you're looking at me like an alien. I, I think it's that spoke to me about embracing kind of your uniqueness and that you don't need to be a cookie cutter. We talked about before the episode started cookie cutter people living in cookie cutter houses. <laughs> so yeah. But and then and then the second part, like I said, is the whole love thing. And I think love is a uh, very—I don't know what the right word. It can be people can't people kind of misinterpret sometimes because there's so many ways you can give off love. Um, But and you even alluded to it last week when we talked. You know, uh, I can't remember what specifically what subject we were talking about, but ultimately, love wins. You know, yeah, it's the best way to go about stuff. Yeah. So that those are the two main things to me. On top of what you two gentlemen said, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. Those are just yeah. easily the two. Dude, mm-hmm. no, and there's yeah. there's nothing to dis- disagree on.
2: Because yeah, like we all experience the song in our unique ways, and by by sharing it and talking about it, we get to experience the song from three different perspectives. Hundred percent. So like, so I'm curious, man. Like, when it comes to feeling like the black sheep. You know, like what what kind of love do you have? How what what kind of love do you get to have for yourself to step into that ownership? And um,
0: uh, well, basically, yeah, I didn't love myself until I embraced the fact that I'm different than a lot of people in my life. Period. End of story. I didn't mm-hmm. brush my teeth with the lights on for years, four or five years plus, because I was ashamed to even look at myself. I was mm-hmm. ashamed. I had so much shame because. I didn't act the same way. I didn't eat the same way. I didn't have the same hobbies as my family, my brother my sister. Um, I just, and I just, a lot of the stuff that they cared about didn't resonate with me. It just seemed petty to me at times. And, and the same with my friend groups. I mean, I never felt like I had really one like, okay, I'm I'm hundred percent. All my friends are jocks. Like I just, I've, i had friends in every kind of click in, in in life and for, for me, I even have a tattoo on my arm that says unashamed because now I'm not, you know, but it took me accepting the fact that I, and and I'm not trying to put that category myself. I've even been alluded to that by that. Like people have, like my cousins are like, yeah, you're like the black sheep of the family. Almost not as like a diss, but they're like, just, they're like, yeah, it's, I, and it's an endearing quality. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they, my, I remember my uncle said, he thinks it's amazing how I just, I think it takes if you're truly different than like the people who are you see the most or around the most in your life but you act like them just to fit in i think that is more of a knock and it's hard to love yourself and accept yourself then and so for me it took 20-ish years to finally realize i don't give a fuck that i don't belong <laughs> in their kind of ideologies and cookie cutter type of uh, opinions on life and, and actions and stuff, and that's fine. I'm just being myself. And how how yeah. were you like? How did it affect you when you were trying to fit that? Oh, cutter, fit that mold. Well, to fit the mold, and uh, in in one of the lyrics is "Only a fool would quit." Oh, I just wanted, I wanted to quit life. I was literally suicidal mm. for years. <laughs> it, is, wow. it was bad. I mean, I, I don't know. if I've talked about it on the podcast in the past before, but you know, I, I had a suicide attempt when I was 21 because or are 20, 20, something like that. Um, because that was 20 years of just pent up fakeness, you know, um, and being ashamed that I'm not kind of fitting into these certain molds, which is fine. I don't care now at all. I, I love that the way I am, you know, the perfect imperfections. I think if everyone loved their perfect imperfections, Holy crap, this world would be, there'd be no, this world would be peaceful everywhere. But for me, that's all I wanted to do was quit. (laughs) Quit everything. That's that's probably the reason why I left Kansas City to go to San Diego. My family doesn't know that. And if they hear this, they might be a little surprised. But I just wanted to quit being around them. I love them. But I was tired of the way I thought about myself being around them. And it's not their fault. It's mine. So I wanted to quit. I wanted to leave. I wanted to quit my family. (laughs) To quote the first verse, it's funny how the little things stick, make you seasick yeah and I did way th- past C also Suicidal. in the first title also in the first verse I'm gonna ride out the tide take it in stride I did the exact opposite mm-hmm. I didn't write the tide. I didn't take anything in stride I yeah t- I took everything serious A heart attack yeah life or death so and I th- I'm proud of myself for realizing that because you can have blinders on for Possibly your whole life. So nice. some people don't ever have that realization. So. Dude, I imagine that's why they—that's why they talk about it the way that they
2: do. Even if I was in disguise,
1: it'll follow me.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You can't—you know—the um, one person you know deep down you can't bullshit is yourself. Oh yeah. That's why I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I brushed my teeth, and my lights off because one, I just—I was ashamed. I—I I was hard on myself the way I looked. But the main thing was. I knew I was living a lie and I couldn't lie. Deep down, I know I'm lying to myself. Deep, just being a bitch, you know? So it's <laughs> the hardest thing because you know subconsciously or consciously that what you're, the way you're acting the way you're doing or what you're saying your intentions are, what you want to do with your life is complete just saying it to fit in. So what is it? So, so I don't have at myself.
2: Off? What does that make the trust fall look like?
0: Uh, embracing who I am. Um. 100 yeah, percent what's going up for you Taylor yeah uh,
1: so a couple a couple other lyrics that just resonate with me so much mm. are salute the abyss smile and surrender okay man yeah. those are those are powerful I think a lot of people are stuck in and this is maybe my own view of the world Oh, it I'm is talking about Overland park because you're saying it <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about early park for the podcast, now people are in, cooking better homes and whatnot and doing the same thing, monotonous routines every day. I love for them it idea. might not be monotonous. Maybe, Maybe it's just monotonous to us. Maybe you know, or yeah, to, to know. the
2: person looking from the you know, looking to the inside from the outside.
1: Yeah. For me, I think salute the abyss, smile and surrender. that mean just means to embrace every opportunity. Like, you know, embrace the unknown, embrace Embrace being different in some sort of way. You know what I mean? Like that's. And how many? Like, what does the un, what is the unknown look like to you? I don't know. That's the. I guess that's yeah. the point. For, yeah, who knows? Who knows what is going to happen? You know. That's. I think that you know, if I was living a life where I knew exactly how my day was going to go every single day, that's a that's a prison. You know, to me, that's a prison. That's a prison cell. Salute the abyss. Smile and surrender. Surrender to the unknown. Surrender to the unknown. Surrender I guess that's to, yeah. you don't know. You know, we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, fuck. I might go to Texas next week or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah.
2: So it sounds to me like you, you know, that's uh, that's that's what's really cool too. There at that um, third verse, lure me with a lock of your hair. You know, when I think of being lured by the lock by a lock of your hair. I imagine that as being that little voice on the inside, you know, that is reaching out for something greater. It's like, uh, um, what, gosh, what? I've been talking about this with, with somebody the last couple of days. Um, God whispers, God knocks, and then he shoves you off the cliff. Right. Mm. Um, you could call it the voice of the feather. You could call it a shove and then you can call it a freight train. That's the other thing we talk about is like mm-hmm. the difference between the feather and the freight train. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what I hear you saying is, uh, you know, what you're most interested in is taking the dare that is the fire under your feet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty I, badass. I've <laughs> been slowly, I don't know, I, over the past few years, I've been slowly just realizing like, you know, I am who I am, totally different than a lot of people. And I 100% want to embrace the unknown and just not even like, you know i think monotony is okay for a short-term goal but i think during the long term you're it's just a detriment to you as a person you know it's a detriment to you as the person
2: yeah. there's some people,
1: there's r- people routine in, in the uh the day-to-day there's is, nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with having a healthy life. routine and stuff like that we've talked about like you know health practices Routine, you know, routine, yeah, you know, for bettering your body and stuff like that. Yeah. But if we're talking about routine and monotony that is killing you, mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah. And know? that's, you know, last week we got into, well, oh. maybe that was just, I talked to so many people <laughs> in
2: the last few weeks. Like, uh, that's what's so powerful about music festivals is, is that they're completely novel. They're radical breaks in a pattern. Totally, to into totally breaking a pattern.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. To what
0: you alluded to, you said for some people, monotony is what they want, or they might not even realize they're living a monotonous life. Mm-hmm. Think about the word that's going around all right now. During these uncertain times, think about how uncomfortable people are with uncertainty in the unknown. Yeah. So many people, because so many people aren't used to it. I for personally have been lucky enough to have so much unknown shit happen that I had no idea. Like if you told me, Ten years ago, what the stuff that's taken place in my life last ten years, I would have said you're crazy most of it, you know. But I, I love that. It, to me, it's, it makes life interesting. Yeah. One hundred percent. And I don't. Mind, I'm not scared of it at all. But for most, for most, some people at least, uncertain times, that hits a that hits a dagger to the heart for a lot of people. Not yeah, knowing man. what next week's going to look like or what next semester's going to look like. You know, I posted this yesterday. You know the past and the future don't matter because they literally don't exist. That's the unknown, the future. Like, that doesn't matter to me. Whatever happens, happens. But like Taylor said, it's a because you can be blind to it. You know, like you, like you said, some people might be comfortable to them. Yeah, and that's okay. And and that's and that's, that's fine. Yeah,
2: something's coming up for me right now. You know, like what's what's most important to me is to avoid judging percent what, what is uh, bad about another person's way of living. Um, and this is a really cool callback to our conversation last week, because like when it comes to being in pattern, like for, for guys like us and and people that are listening that this resonates with like monotony, like being in pattern is a, uh, there's less room for opportunity to grow and there's less room for opportunity to learn. So, like, during these, you know, quote-unquote uncertain times, such a bullshit That's negative, the, that's the uh, mind
0: control like, word that's put out there. It <laughs> is. It um, is. Because that's literally every day on Earth. 100%. Not just now. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, and, you know,
2: that being difficult or reactive or uh, whatever you want to call that, suffering is the result of being in an argument with reality. And that's yes, what's so special about the unknown, is that when you step into the authenticity, let, let the soul steal your face, as the song as says. As the song says, yeah. Um, what becomes available? What, what, what's possible? What What's possible when you embrace the unknown and the opportunity to step into your authentic self and be led
0: by something bigger than you? The, the possibilities are limitless, but the key is embracing. You can accept mm-hmm. something and still treat it really, treat the situation shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can accept something mm-hmm. and still be miserable. Can you unpack that? Yeah. Like uh, an example would be um, last week, we're trying to record the podcast. Yeah. And we had a little technical difficulty. I think Taylor and I both immediately accept the fact that, okay, we lost 20 minutes of gold, pure liquid gold content. Are we but, all, we all three have that, that. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and not just Taylor and I, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But, oh, well. but we, if we had only accepted it, Taylor and I would have most likely been bitter and frustrated the rest of the day. Mm, yeah, we, yeah, We were laughing our asses off on our way out of this building later, later in the conversation because we also embraced it. We just, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, so there, there, that's the key there. And we, focused on that a little bit last week during our conversation was the difference between accepting embracing and arguably the combination of both mm-hmm. but um oh, yeah I, and it, it you see shirts and across the world that say embrace the suck a lot mm-hmm. I don't think enough people really think about what that actually means you know yeah I do. oh my god what a what a talent and a habit hobby habit habit what a habit to have for people yeah. um think about how many people would be way better off for the past six months if they truly embrace the suck? This wouldn't be that big a deal, what's going on, regardless. And I'm not trying to downlittle and downplay and judge how people react to stuff, but uh, a lot of stuff that people are struggling with are out of their control when it comes to the situations in the country and in the world right now. I can't, as much as you... And Taylor and I want to talk and bitch complain about like the Corona right now. We can't control any of the policies, any of the rules. I have no desire to talk. It, talk it, it, it's before. out of our control. We can't <sighs> do anything to change what might happen. What, what we talk about here right now is not going to increase something from happening or decrease something from happening. Mm-hmm. So it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, embracing accepting. And you... Brought that up along with your line. Can you say that suffering quote again? I'm gonna have to get that mm. tattooed in my body. <laughs> say that one more time, yeah, commissioners
2: Suffering, suffering is the result of being in an argument with reality. Like I can think of so many times in my early 20s where I was uh, failing to process, uh, failing. Well, I was failing to accept and embrace, a, and it, you know the experience that I had in life, how it made me feel and um
0: you know did did you not know how to was i that did not why? have the tools so yeah. you, did, were you did you not even did you have this thought process like in your mm. 20s where okay i know i'm not handling this well but i don't know how to do it or did you just not even realize it you just thought Dude, the way you handled it was the normal way most people handle it
2: uh no i you know i knew that there were many ways to handle it and we you know you can have the same conversation over and over again about one thing, but if you do not embrace what it means, uh, the way it makes you feel, move all the way through it, let it go, and replace it with something new, um, you're disconnected. Like I, I in that chapter of my life was so disconnected, and I, it was like mm. it was like I was watching myself exist from outside of my body, and in those experiences where it was just so shitty like i i knew that it was shitty i knew that it had a lot to do with the way i was showing up and i knew that i didn't have the tools like i like, i wanted to be a different way than i was being and i just didn't know didn't know how i think
1: i can relate to that i'm sure probably you can too a little bit taylor i don't know what do you think yeah what what year what year do you think what this was you said twenties, right? Yeah, wow. this would have been from 1987. 23 to
2: twenty <laughs> six. Like it was when it was and honestly, it was when I started becoming aware of the way that I was affected by self awareness. Yeah, it's when it's when my self awareness started coming online,
1: and uh, we're twenty five right now. Yeah, dude. It's crucial like, years, man. Crucial years. They're weird. That's definitely like your twenties are definitely weird. That's why I don't really listen. To, I don't. I don't really listen to very many other twenty-year-olds. I mean, not like for advice. Not like, not like yeah, Jack, yeah. Like I love you, Jack. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, no, but like no, talking dude, about I, other twenty-year-olds.
1: I know what you mean. I don't really listen to them. I feel like, like it's, or, I don't really take advice from them because I'm like. I feel like it's, it's a decade, I feel like it's a decade <laughs> of hashing the, dude, shit out. Dude, everybody that's trying to
2: figure their shit out and like coaching each other through figuring their shit out without ever having been coached before. Well, yeah.
0: like, that's it's, also it's why I don't. <laughs> along with what Taylor said, I don't listen to really anyone i watch i don't because you can say all you want yeah actions speak way louder than words don't tell me what a great person is be one so i'll watch and a 21 year old if i live with a 21 year old or a 16 year old and they just are so impressive the way they handle life and live and treat people i will do, you know that's i'm not going to listen what they say yeah that's why podcasts. taylor and i try so hard to not only talk about health, but but actually tell the listeners, we actually do this too. It's like, it's hard to believe though, sometimes, like, if yeah. you don't actually know the person. Yeah, I just basically couldn't... just told everybody to not listen to the podcast, because we gonna... I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, what's what's really, don't what's really advice. cool is like, it's like, uh... You can listen, you just don't have to follow. <laughs> <up. laughs>
2: take, take, take what resonates with you, explore it, crack it open and see what's there for you. Yeah. Man. You know, test, like that's... Taste, taste yeah. test. Um, you, you know, as you were talking there, what, what an important question to ask when somebody in their early 20s is like uh, basing their knowledge or experience or, or or projecting their knowing onto you. It's like, who's who's there? What's their good? What's their idea of a good person? Yeah. Like, is their idea of a good person? Somebody who um,
0: is. Has a forty degree, a car, and a yes. twenty five job. Yeah. Fuck no, no, yes. absolutely not. Yeah. Like, but to some see, some people might, and and those people <laughs>
2: are good people.
0: And yeah. they're and like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's not, you're, it's not like you're a bad person. No. But Some people, that's what they that's more of a good person. Even mm-hmm. if that person is causes people out and maybe is abusive to someone, but they have that on their resume, so they're a good person. Some people that might be the case. And yo, like, I'm gonna just out myself right now. When I was going through that. <laughs> When I was
2: going through that that time that time period in my in my you know twenty three to twenty six where my awareness was coming online. I was starting to like feel that you know feel into the ways that I was struggling and and da-da-da. like I was a good person, but I was a shit human. Like I was Exploring. not I was not showing up to my relationship
0: mm-hmm. in a in a healthy positive manner. Well, how are you like, a good person? And you you just explained how you were a shit good person, person shit human. But how, how is that, though? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, okay. explain yeah, that. Yeah. That's actually true. That's good. In like a brief sentence, can you explain? Because I, I follow, but yeah. I want to make sure it's clear to people. Because yeah. I think a lot of people have been or are in that situation, or will be in that situation <laughs> in their life. Um, you you know, said disconnected. So I, I, yeah. I have a feeling that, that like, resonates with your relationships. You wouldn't show up. But what yeah. do you mean? Okay. Hash it out, so, so you know that's that's funny
2: and it and it's it's entertaining, like good person shit human <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> merchandise. But like hold everybody, on. you know, I I was hold on, Brady. I'm gonna <laughs> all right, uh, Brady. So good person shit human. Explain break, explain little, yourself. Little
2: technical break there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so good person shit human. You know, I I do want to make the distinction that that is mm-hmm. a joke. Um, nobody <laughs> there are definitely some shit human, like properly shit humans out there um, and there are people who you know, to throw it back to the way I was showing up in my mid, mid-twenties mid you know, I, my intentions were, were good my intentions were, were um, true and my heart was there However, my heart was not in it, and and it had nothing to do with the other person. It's it's that I was disconnected from myself, and it had a huge impact on the way I was showing up in my relationship, the way I was showing up at home. Uh, it was very different than the way I was showing up out in the world. Right, the world was where I could put a mask on and, and hide from my my troubles. Uh, home and my relationship was the place that I could not hide. And I was extremely uncomfortable with the fact that I couldn't hide from it. And I shut off, shut down. That was me. your, that was your defense mechanism and from it. Yeah. My coping, me- like I have what's called a leaving pattern, a leaving, merging pattern in terms of my coping ability, checking out. When you feel like you're uncomfortable checking out gotcha. or, or taking responsibility for the other person's happiness, mm. Mm. right? And so, and so <clears throat> like good person shit human I wasn't a shit human like I genuinely was showing up to the you know the worst way to like what I in retrospect showing up uh, negatively for another person and myself that was the best I could do it was the best I could do you know Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, so again good person shit human It's a good phrase. It's funny. It's funny, and it's it's inaccurate because there are a lot of people who, you know, that's that's what I learned. Like I learned the way to, like I learned how to be that way, and that's why when we encounter that, you know, as positions in our lives, you ask me a great question. Like, did you feel like you had the tools? No, I didn't have the tools. I was never given
0: tools. I was never taught how to use them. And you learned how to live that way because people around you were living that, have lived that way, or did you yeah. learn that by? binge watching a certain TV show for years and you just well, took on that character. Well, I like, guess that's basically you binge watch people around you. Well, let's, I mean, let's unpack that because yeah. we are like, depending on
2: who we're raised by, you know, you take on their, their traits. They're, you know, from one to seven, you, you yep. don't, you have no choice in terms of of how to distinguish between good and bad.
0: Your brain isn't, devu- your brain is taken in. Right. It's all taken in. It's not making conscious decisions yet. Right. Yeah. And so, so,
2: this situation happens. This is how your parents show up. That's how you learn how to deal with that situation, and mm. when it shows up in your life. And so, I have so much love and compassion and empathy for my mom, and she was ill-equipped. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's a we're saying, we're saying everything that everything right with it. And it's okay. Yeah, I, and that's why that's what that's what generational. Um, you know, I, I prefer to avoid the word trauma, but like generational uh, d- difficulties, experience, whatever you want to call it, because my mom uh, was unable and also chose not to manage that situation and her response to it, it fell on me and it fell on my siblings. It fell on the next generation. And that's what we're in. And, and so to answer your question, I learned that and then compound that with trash TV, which which.
0: Strengthens that negative habit. Yeah, you know whatever you want to. You last week and in the past, another conversation we've had, and Taylor talked about it too. Was kind of like the process of unlearning as you get older. Yeah, learning and unlearning. It sounds like that's kind of what you had. You mentioned that last week, and Mm -hmm. do you think for people out there who everyone has an environment to grow up in, um, whether you have parents or not, you're fostered kid or not. The, uh, I'm just trying to hash it out for everyone listening for all their individual situations, because I think the similar thing is, so do you think you're, you're, it's okay saying that because like, for example, in your example, your mom didn't know better. So, you know what I mean? Like what did, what did see? I'm, I love my parents to death. Yeah. They did the best they could, but they were one of the just main reasons why my mental health was so shitty. Mm, for sure but they didn't know any better and they didn't know they were hurting unintentionally but if they did and they still did it that's when it's kind of like okay maybe that is a shit human
2: (laughs) shit person shit person
0: yeah yeah so i'm trying to clarify with you have you kind of accepted that because you just your mom did the best she could she didn't really know better or know a better way to do it or does she consciously tell you "Brittany, i know i'm being a shit mom right now and i don't give a fuck did that ever come up and i hope this doesn't I don't know if trigger is the right word, but, uh, no, I took it. Took I think a lot of parents are similar in yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and by the way, this is my
2: version of stepping in my authenticity and my and taking ownership of my self and of my heart and of my experience is for a long time. And even through my, through the healing process, like when I was, when I, when I was brushing up against the limiting beliefs that I learned from my parents, um, you know, one of my mechanisms that merging pattern you know i had to get through uh protecting my mom mm. within myself like, <clears throat> like i was it's like i was protecting her from me before i could get to me mm. does that make sense yeah yeah and
0: i forgot the question um did you, it, do you feel like you've accepted it and embraced it ah, and you're okay with it because um, you know that that was just the best she could. Yeah, so that, yeah, man. And it's and situational, it's I know. It's the best,
2: yeah, the way that she showed up did have a negative impact. And um, I do I do accept that. And I do, I am okay with it. And, and you know, it's, it's the difference between uh, something happening to you, to us, and something happening for you, for us. And so, like, when uh, to you know to throw it back to that generational you know that generational gap in the work being passed on to me and to to our generation, um, you know, I imagine my you know my grandparents were were raised and experienced life the way that they did, which impacted my mom. And the way she was raised by them, mm-hmm. which impacted me, and the way I was raised by her. I am, the, the I am the one, the person, um, to that is able to
0: look at the things that they chose not to look at that they were uncomfortable. With you broke out. the pattern, so to speak. You, I broke the pattern. Yeah. Do yeah. you think if maybe your mom's parents unlearned some stuff from their parents, it could have been broken before? Absolutely. There you go. Okay. 100%. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, what's really interesting too about that is by looking, by looking into the abyss, by, um, looking at the things that make you the most uncomfortable. And healing that thing, not only are you healing yourself, you're healing your parents, you're healing your kids,
1: you're healing the collective, right? It goes way, like way beyond you. Do you think that they're not breaking the pattern because they choose not to break the pattern? Or do you think that they're not breaking the pattern because they're unaware?
2: Both. Yeah. And the reason I say both is because even when you feel like you don't have a choice, you have a choice 100%. 100%. everything boils down to a choice and so like to answer that question like when you feel you know what does it feel like when you're
0: out of alignment with your truth
1: yeah you just you just feel uneasy it's, it's hard to describe that feeling shame but shame yeah, yeah, shame so you yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. you feel you feel like you're not for me when i'm out of alignment with my truth i just i feel it's a it's a feeling. It's just it's hard right. to describe the feeling for me. It's not any one thing, it's not shame or discomfort or anything. It's just I know that I'm not being authentic. Yeah. Or I know that I'm not doing enough. Or I know that I'm you know, I know that I'm bitching out, you know. Yeah. Whether it's like, you know, I'll just use like a workout or something. Sure. You know. I know what I'm not trying my hardest, you know. I know what I'm not showing up to that. I know yeah. what I'm not, you know, it's like you're the one person you can't lie your lie to. Yeah. You. And I think that's forever. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah, again, right. yeah.
2: And so, and so when you, when you get that feeling, you're presented with a choice. Yeah. You're presented with a choice <laughs> and many people, um, cope by just shoving shit on top of that feeling, ignoring it, putting it away, shoving it down. I felt that and fuck that I'm going to go somewhere else. because It's super uncomfortable.
0: By doing like either TV, drugs, food, anything. Check, check, distract, check. check, check. No. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting.
2: The alternative path is to lean into that discomfort. Yeah. Just it's show up worse. honestly and authentically, embrace and, well, and go beyond embracing, but like really just being
0: with it and loving it and having gratitude for it because yeah. there is something on the other side. Yeah. Because, Taylor, to your example, you could. Every night, at the end of the night, realize you half-ass your workout, and do that every workout for the next ten years. Yeah, you can choose to do that, but that's you know what I mean. So that's one option, and you can choose to ignore it, like you said, or is this choice to not only realize you're half-assing workout, which I'm not saying you do. I'm just going off your example. <laughs> and then make a choice to change yeah. it, I definitely So have. there's one, it's, there's two yeah. ways, you know, and like you and said, it, that's the example I was coming back to though. And it's like, and it's, and it's really like, yeah, same. I imagine, <laughs> I
2: imagine to some degree, it's, it's really dicey because, oh, you know, what, based on what you learn from one to seven, like the choices you're making until you learn how to make choices are being made subconsciously, they're being made by, 100%. by your shadow and your inner critic, right? Or your ego. Your ego is the ultimate protector,
1: mm. and that's that's why
2: that's why we see these big houses, all the stuff, all
1: the this, all the that, right? We cover up something else. You see, we see that a lot. It's to keep the inner child safe, from right? Being vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And when you see people like acquiring all these things, you're looking in from an outside perspective. You're seeing these people acquire all these items and these things. with uh, a new car, I gotta get this new car, I gotta get this new house, I gotta get this addition to my house, you gotta get this thing. It's like what's really going on there? Maybe and, that's you know, what that's what they think on, is a good person. Maybe maybe, maybe maybe you know, maybe. And maybe they and are that, people. And in having stuff, like
2: ha- like filling your life with stuff. Um, does not make you a bad person. I want no. to be very, 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 very clear let's, about let's, that. Let's, yeah, to... yeah, very, very clear about that. Because yeah. I, I would, I want to live a life of abundance. And agree. instead of stuff, instead of attach attaching meaning to stuff, what what makes me personally what fills my cup and what what abundance is represented by for me is experiences. It's about it's about quality time with friends. It's about being sort of you know. Being at a table, being at a dinner table with the people that are closest to you, and experiencing joy and laughter, and sharing stories, and and you know watching uh, you know watching the sunrise up over a mountain. You know, I got to do that a couple weeks ago with with some bros. Like it just there is that that cannot
0: be replaced by a a thing. Yeah. So you basically just answered that's answered this, but this might be the same answer for both, but. So to you, what I'm hearing is success doesn't mean objects or materials. So what, what what does successful mean to you? And then what is a good person in your opinion? Because everyone, for most people in my family, success is your your resume, your job, your social status. And if you don't have those, if those aren't high, then I'm not going to respect you as much. That's just – so I'm curious for you, though. What, what do you – if you could like – Briefly explain, a successful person and or a good person. What is that in your opinion? Because I, I think all three of us kind of have a similar one, but there's three other people in the building next to us who have a completely different... Yeah. i curious for you, Brady, your your own insight on that. You don't have to get too in detail, but what is sure. success, what's successful for you? And you basically just answered it, but I guess if that's the answer, then what is a good person? Well, good... Good is a judgment. One hundred percent. And this is your this is your opinion. So I just yep. want to clarify this, this is yeah, not this like you know, a universal. Yeah, yeah, this is
2: not truth. Is I don't what know what, what your means, opinion is. So what The true asking. for me is that, and honestly, I, I do I do believe this is truth. Good is a judgment. What makes a person a good person? Who the fuck am I to say what makes a good person a good person? That's one hundred percent. That's a judgment that's coming from my experience and. And a judgment that then becomes a projection.
0: If I label somebody that, that's Brian. the best answer you could have had, I was, <laughs> because that's how. There's a Stoic philosophy quote about good and bad. That's exactly how I think. Mm-hmm. If someone asks me, "Is that a good decision or a bad decision?" I'm not going to tell you. I don't know. Is it? In my opinion, that mm-hmm. but it's not a fact. So right. that's a great answer, dude. Thank Holy you. crap! So, I almost got you there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, uh, so to answer the other part of the question like what makes a person successful, that is also a judgment. That's also a projection what what So what success means to me for my life and I invite you guys and the listeners to take from this what what resonates for you and what feels in alignment for you is is living and leading? From your heart, not from your ego, or not by not being led by ego, not being led by status, not being led by uh, people pleasing, trying to keep people happy. Success is unlearning all of the things that are keeping you out of touch with your intuition, with your soul's purpose and then connecting your heart to whatever that thing is and and living from that that's that's what to me is success it's it's about creating abundance from a heart-centered place connected place
0: so i'm assuming if you have any role models in your life or people you strive to be like they probably align along those lines if you have any of those as a 30 something year old man I'm not saying you respect really people certain people, people more than other people but yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, know, that's like, kind of the ultimate that's like the North Star for you as a human hmm for sure okay like the north the North Star for me it, it's it is interesting because
2: you know the North Star um, the North Star is is the thing that it, you know it's like the muse you know it's the north my north star is the thing that draws my my intuition like makes me curious and this is why this is why taylor you and i have always gotten along because when you know when i was at on track um oh man i'd say right around 2014 15 i imagine is when i discovered like podcasts yeah. and you know joe rogan barbell shrugged um, Barbell Buddha, which was Chris Moore's podcast, rest in peace, Chris Moore.
1: You you know what all those guys have in common, all those guys I look up to? They're all they all have passion in their in their craft. And this goes back to what you said about, you know, how, you know, people that have things and stuff like that, they're not necessarily bad people or anything like that. And we want to live lives of abundance and stuff like that. All those guys have passion in what they do. They're selfless, they're kind, they care about others. And in their passion of their craft, they do they have, you know, money and stuff like that. but it's not their drive. Their yeah. drive is not the money. their drive is not the new house or whatever. you know. A lot of stuff is like byproducts of their success and what they love to do. It's yeah. so cool. yeah. it's so cool to listen to those guys talk about their. I just listened to a podcast recently with Joe Rogan. I love his show. I pick and choose his episodes, but um, he's talking about, how, you know, he was with Ron White, this is a recent podcast, and they were both talking about their introduction to comedy and how you know, Joe was always like, you know, I don't wanna go to school and you know fit the nine to five mold and all this stuff. And when he found comedy he was like, fuck. This is my niche. Right. He's like, I like this. I like going on the road. I like the uncertainty. I like doing this. This is interesting to me. And that's so cool to hear people talk about that whether, whether whatever it is you know if it's jujitsu or you know spec ops or whatever your yeah. occupation is barbells where they think And all those like was there was there something
2: <clears throat> when it came to listening and tuning in was there something like connecting was it intuitive
1: for you yeah definitely the things the things that i'm passionate about are, are health you know everything from like nutrition to you know on this podcast to talk about mental health and spiritual health and you know, strength and conditioning and all these different ways to optimize yourself i love all the
0: stuff i just nerd out all this stuff yeah man. and this is like my that's my niche yeah and you're doing it which is like what the guys you just alluded to that's probably why you like listen to them because they're doing what they like and you're doing what you're like yeah you're not admitting you like that and you're Going to school for a financial degree just to make a hundred thousand dollars. Right, that's what's cool. I think about how you connect with those guys because yeah. you're basically doing what they're doing, a la doing what you want, doing so, what you and, love. And here's the thing.
2: Here's the thing about those guys. Like you know, they, for me, and I imagine for you and for you, like or whoever, are you into that? Are you into, what, into
0: all that? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I resonate with all those. Guys sure. 100%. So yeah, not so as much. Yeah, but um, and you
2: know, what's really cool about po- the podcast world and like being able to listen in is, you know, we, it gives us the listener the opportunity to become a fly on the wall. Listen to high level conversations, think critically, mm-hmm. um, find, you know, find, ask what is true for us. And so that's, what's being reflected back to us, you know, from podcasts is that person rep, that person and their ownership of their experience reflects back to us permission to do the same. It gives us permission to do the same. And when we to, you know, when we take the mask off and are, you know, when our face again to talk about trust fall, this song by incubus, it's like when we let that passion steal our face and lean into it now we're creating the same kind of space in our lives they have in their lives and what become you know again what becomes possible with space in your life it's it's space to um frankly be less miserable like when when you are when you're in your lane when you're in alignment you are more likely to experience like high high vibes like high frequencies higher frequencies of your life, joy and peace will be more natural peace alignment than misery yeah you're not yeah. fighting for those things and so when you're when you're not living from that place of of lower vibration you know you're you're, you're probably not passing as much judgment you're, you're I imagine you are much uh, more much nicer to be around yeah. and
0: Yeah, there's just so much positivity that comes around, comes from it for sure. When you're when you get in alignment, do you feel like that's where you are right now? I know you're not. No one's arrived, in my opinion. I don't feel like I've ever, I'm ever there. And you alluded to that. Do you feel like you're closer to your alignment ever in your life right now? Oh yeah, man. Like I'm in a place right now
2: where for me,
0: because we know based on our conversations, you weren't in this career path two years ago, a year ago. Oh, dude! I six I ago. quit my corporate job in quarantine. So, can you explain it to <laughs> listeners? Because this, I want <laughs> you to lying. I want you to talk about how you're aligned with your true self more now than ever, and explain why that's the, so. Yeah. Just give the brief story here, because I think this is super valuable for people to listen to. Sure. You know, when you were talking earlier about
2: your story and and being confronted with suicide in your early twenties. When when quarantine started, so I'm a single man living in a studio apartment. Okay. And when quarantine started, so like March. Yep. Okay. Yeah, early March. You know, I was. Uh, yeah, I was going. I was in a phase of personal development from Jan- late January to, you know, current. Um, and I was uncovering so much about myself that I was learning how to manage, that when quarantine started, I actually, you know, asked a friend if I could go stay with them because I was concerned for my well-being, like for me, um, what it would mean to be isolated and at and in an apartment that I can't leave by myself. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, because of the way we grew up and the way my family is structured, you know, my my sibling group we are we're close and we're very far away from each other as well, and because of uh, because you know acknowledging that I was acquiring tools, um, I also didn't know how to use them. And when quarantine started, um, my hypothesis, my prediction was correct. It was around. late march um the isolation and separation in quarantine really kicked in and i started feeling energetically farther away from all of my family and friends than i'd ever felt and um you know my my mom is while i have love for her she's not a part of my life and she's not a part of our lives as a sibling group and we also um you know, we do not share father figures, and so when mother, the person that keeps, you know, the person that we have in common is absent, we're generally absent from each other's lives. Interesting. We're, conne- yeah, we're that connected. Makes, that makes sense. We're connected, and we we don't have like, we do have a place to go to together. It just doesn't happen very often. It happens once a year, twice a year, and so. Definitely not during a quarantine. <laughs> right, right. So we're in quarantine. You know, COVID, COVID sets in, we're in quarantine. Um, I do go stay with a friend. I'm good, I, you know, I I uh, acclimated. Okay, first first stage of acc- acc- acclimation, check. Now I'm gonna go see how I do by myself. Doing okay, doing okay. And I started uncovering things about myself that just send me deep into this this hole. And um, yeah, man, I I, a question came up for me one day, you want to talk about staring into the abyss. If I kill myself, um, how long will it take for somebody to know about it? Because I, w- I wasn't being checked in on, I wasn't being called. Um, I was connected to people out in the world, but the projection of disconnection from my family overrode that. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and keyword, projection. So, um, so I let I let that feeling all the way in. What if What if I killed myself? <laughs> and I have not ever talked about this um, well, I don't, with anyone. Yeah, I've, I've mentioned it once, and so this is uh, powerful. I, I, I
0: it's power. experiencing a yeah. lot right now. <laughs> let me just, yeah, let me just say. You're doing yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'm sending it. I'm sending it. No, this it's is cool. good because it's all good. Yeah. You said ego and vulnerability is not good, and now you're literally doing. You're you're yes. sh- you're proving it by what you're talking about. So yes. you're not just a scam artist. So people- and, and like people need like I
2: I want people who feel that way to know that it's okay to yep. feel that way, and also. um Yeah. It, it, when people feel that way, you are safe. Like, so you let, you're
0: you're safe. Let, you let it, you let it, you so let it, you let that in.
2: Okay. I experienced it fully and shit gets real when you start considering, um, the way that would impact people. Yeah. That alternative is, uh, the alternative is wild to think about and trust me. I know. And like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so. And it's and it's not even that that kept me through kept me from it. Like I, it was never a a reality that I would choose with, was to kill myself. But you never contemplated. But that. I'm also okay. okay that like that a thought like that creeps in. You know, that's uh, there's another there's another quote that I've always that I've loved that has come up in these same in the same chapter. You know, laugh at the devil and he will run away. Listen, we all have dark thoughts whether that dark thought is killing yourself or whether it's, um, you know, throwing hate at somebody in traffic, like we all have dark thoughts, the dark balances the light. Mm -hmm. And so how, what, you know, what can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Right. And that in often when that's said, it's in relation to an actual fist fight. And
0: what can you know about yourself until you have fought for yourself? Spiritually, When you said fight, I thought of that before a yes. fixed fight. Or adversity in general. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brady. So I liked how you said, you know, we all have dark thoughts, which I 100% agree with. And immediately when you said that, it made me think, I really don't think we can control 100% of our thoughts, We, but we can't control what we focus on. So for your instance, you had the thought of what happens it, <laughs> <laughs> a little teaser on his uh story there for people who obviously aren't watching this just listening um <laughs> so you just des- you decided you consciously chose to sit with that thought of what if i do just die like what what if what if i just don't wake up and what if i die now and what so so the fact that you sat with that explain how that kind of turned out for you and I think that's huge. Yeah, man. For
2: when thoughts like that creep in, um, something is crying out for help.
0: 100%. Something it's, is crying out. For it's help. like your soul, your intuition is screaming for you to take the mask off, as you said a couple of times in this episode. Yeah, Um, someone said, I think Jim Carrey said, everyone almost needs a little bit of a depression. They need deep rest from the character they're trying to play. Mm. Depression is deep rest from the fakeness that you are that you are portraying. And I think that might be part of the reason why you had that thought pop up. And I think. Taylor and I need to give you huge credit if you haven't already yourself to resonate and sit with that thought. Cause a lot of people, I had that thought a couple of times in my teens and I completely ignored it and p- pushed it down. Cause I'm a man. And I don't feel vulnerable feelings, you know? So yeah. anyways, I think that that's my intuition and guess on maybe why you had that, but explain kind of the process for you once that kind of came in and, and that's kind of where we left off. Yeah. Once, once that
2: came in, um, it, and it, it, Oh man, there's a lot to get in there. <sighs> you know, for those of you listening who have experience with psychedelics, the interesting quality about them is that you do, you can find yourself staring into the abyss, you know, the quote-unquote abyss. And, um... And there are times where, you know, when you have that experience, it's it's scary. Um, and that's why I imagine people go into having bad trips is because they're resisting the thing that they're looking into. Yeah. Or like how big it, you know, when you're looking into the infinite, it's it's intimidating. It's vast, dark. Even if scary, you accept it, you it's intimidating. It. Let alone yeah, resist it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And so, like, and the reason I bring that up is because, um, you know, some of those experiences give you the opportunity to transcend death and to overcome this idea of death. Like, And, uh, you know, there's, uh, I mean, gosh, the Bible talks about it. It's, it's death to self. Like, it's it's death to ego. So, like, there's a lot of, psychonauts who call it ego death. My ego died. I heard that. Yeah. Like I'm not sure. I'm still formulating how I feel about that
0: statement. Yeah. Um, I don't think everyone's ego can completely die off. Yeah, I, I exactly. think it's always a little bit there. And maybe that's just me. Right. Yeah. I don't think my they, opinion. But obviously there's my opinion.
1: But they, I don't think they they mean your ego dies. like your actual ego dies. I think it's more
0: of a I think it's a constant it's, daily process of passion. killing your ego. I think your, your ego time. has to die every day. Yeah. If you want to continue to transcend death, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and yeah,
2: I imagine like there, what what dies in those circumstances is attachment, mm-hmm. and so so that's you know that's that's a bit metaphysical. To bring that into the real world, you know, when you are we, you, when a relationship ends, one of the reasons that's so difficult is because you're letting go of the aspect of yourself that is with that person and so you get to let that aspect of you die you get to let that ask that
0: version of you that was in love with that person yeah you get to let that go do you think do you think that's the same with someone personally you can be so in love with the way you were for the first 20 something years of your life you have to let is that kind of where you were at or well, is this is just a different example. This is where I'm going. This is where you're in the yeah, process this, of going. Because, well, well this is where I'm going right now with what I'm saying. Perfect. So,
2: Continue. I'm so, just trying to clarify, yeah. Absolutely. Um you know, so so here I am um, in quarantine and something something is dying. Like to put it simply. Yeah, that's clear. That's something clear. is dying. And collectively right now something is dying like we're in a we're in a collective purge right now and uh so for me for me to step into my um authentic self higher self for me to take on my soul's purpose uh whatever you want to name that i got to let go of of my family of of the idea that I needed my family and that my family needs me. Do we? Like, yes. I would say that that you know my family makes me extremely happy. I just got to go spend time with my brother and meet my eight-week-old nephew. I got to hang out with my sister um, a couple weeks ago in Denver. I've you know gotten to watch my other younger brother get married. I've gotten to meet my other two nephews that belong to my older brother. Do you feel like so, you need or want? Neither. Well, want, you know, when you say I want something, that's your heart speaking. Okay. Right? So right. for you and your family, what do you think it and is? So for me and my family, like, I I want to maximize the opportunity that we have mm. in this, you know, together in this life. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I also acknowledge that their happiness is not dependent upon me. And my happiness is not dependent upon them.
0: So in that sense, you don't need them
2: exactly okay
0: like, wow. we don't we don't need anything you don't need anything or anyone you don't need anything. A, old, like, was, anytime, anytime yeah.
2: somebody says you know I need like I need to do some, some, something something like do you need to right do stillness is
0: powerful Right. stillness is the key you don't necessarily it's, it's interesting okay so you had that thought and you experienced that and yeah hatched that out in your head yeah and
2: so when I you know in that space when I let the idea that I had about what my family should be, that created space for my family to be who and what they are. And that gave me space to be who and what I am. Interesting. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of what happens if I kill myself. It was a matter of what happens if I let these ideas that are inaccurate mm-hmm. die.
0: What happens when I let these ideas go? Do you feel like you're still, there's times throughout even these today or tomorrow that you might, that might, that kind of conversation experience might come up with you? Or do you feel like you've kind of experienced it and thought through it enough? I don't know when this was, you said about a month in, into March, you kind of had this yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've uh, been able to get clarity on it? Or are you still in the process of? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's, that's awesome. Dude. Even if you, that, you, regardless, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm thank you man I appreciate right. that you know because imagine if you didn't experience this what the rest of your life might look like totally be probably a lot worse than it is right well, now not not worse but it's it true be the same if limited. you yeah. limited limited yeah. yeah interesting man um so that puts you at the end of March
2: Yeah. So that puts me at the end of March and uh, it did come back around you know in life life is cyclical The best way I had it described to me is so let's take this this pain point around my family um, Imagine that as a column. That pain point is a is a vertical column, and there's a stairwell wrapping around it, ascending. Mm, so you're always in a spiral there. stairwell. And so what happens in life is these pain points, living beliefs, whatever they are, the way that the way that we learned taught us how to show up when that pain point arrives in our lives. And it can arrive in many different versions of a situation. So that pain point, limiting belief, is the vertical column. And our life is that stairwell that wraps around it ascending. So you get to experience everything you need to experience many times over to see every perspective, every version of that problem that that you need to see to overcome it. And so I, I reached that place where it was the, like, biggest it was like the breakthrough moment the aha epiphany the aha epiphany yeah and with the words that actually came out of my out of my mouth where I feel like I'm on an island with my family are you on an island when you're with somebody no you're fucking not <laughs> and, so, and so like and so I was limiting myself and and I was limiting them because you know I I I was projecting that I needed to be a certain way to be with them or that they needed to be a certain way to be with me. And, and like, you know, there were so many projections to kill off. And essentially what happens now, having let that go, is it created space for us to come together and spend time with each other authentically as we are, nothing to change.
0: That has to be the space best breath of fresh air you probably ever experienced bro oh my god and in turn it sounds like that changed the trajectory of your personal life as well absolutely career-wise i mean absolutely you're not currently doing what you were doing when you were your old self yeah yeah that it doesn't necessarily mean every time someone experienced what you experienced they have to change career paths if that's not really aligning with how they're feeling but for you it sounds like it did yeah. Yeah, man. So
2: for me, you know, when I moved to Kansas city in 2014, my intention was to coach, to, to be a strength coach right. and that didn't work out. So plan B get a corporate job. And when I got that corporate job, and I, I believe we talked about this last, last time, yeah. you know, when I got that corporate job, my identity, you know, who I thought I was was taken away. Um, because I'm no longer a strength coach. I'm no longer, uh, you know, the guy that, that runs the bar and bartends that everybody knows in Manhattan, Kansas. Like, I'm no longer that person, so if I'm not that person, I don't know who I am anymore. And so when I ha- when I no longer had those things to hide behind,
0: holy shit. Do you think that eventually led to what happened... Oh, every, March. every when I connect the dots backwards it's it's it all makes it's, sense. It's and beautiful that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's and, beautiful. And by crazy I, I mean cool. Orchestrated. I just want to clarify, mm-hmm. it's not crazy nuts, it's crazy cool. <laughs> I dude, I feel it. Wow.
2: Um, yeah, man. So so I just continued leaning into that to the abyss really. Uh, so that I could unlearn everything that I had to unlearn and open myself up to um to the version of me, the greatest version of me that has been hiding underneath and behind all of those inaccurate right. ideas. It's awesome.
0: That might be the yeah. coolest like answer to a question I guess has ever had in our podcast. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah. Because I feel like that resonates and almost every human can have can relate to that. Yeah. It or will one day. Yeah. They might not might not make sense to them. They might be in denial. They might not even but eventually, I feel like everyone eventually goes through that process. Yeah. If that if that resonates
2: with you, if you ever feel like you've been in that position or are in that position right now as you're listening to it, uh, and I invite you guys to do this too. There's a song called "Bowl of Light" by Trevor Hall. We'll put it in the description. Yeah. It uh, you know it's a song about our light, you know, being covered up by the things that, that occur in our lives, and what happened when i was met in that moment was i got to take my bowl that has been filled with stones and dump it out so that my light can shine brightly again yeah
1: Yeah. that's fantastic so you were you quit your corporate job corporate job Mm -hmm. and then when did you start to get into what you're doing now Mm -hmm. So now you're on this totally incredible path Towards doing what you really love, finding purpose through music.
0: Yeah, um, mm. man, it's really cool, dude. Thank you for that. Um, and what's cool is how quickly. I mean, we're not talking about March of 2016. I mean, it was clear to you pretty quickly, kind of what aligns with your soul. Yeah,
2: man, and and here's what's so fascinating about the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is that, you know, I didn't start coaching when I thought I would start coaching.
1: That's wild. <laughs> I came. I came to Kansas City to coach. You know, yeah, and, and, and the the title coaching too. Yeah. Like you, you didn't know you were, you weren't going to be coaching strength and conditioning. Yeah, you were doing this other thing. Now I'm coaching like mental, spiritual, yeah. emotional story work. Yeah, man, it's.
0: Why um, do you feel like that has been the mind and mental and spiritual part of coaching is what speaks to you more now than the physical part? Is that think? Do you think? And I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Do you think it's because? That's what you personally had to struggle with and overcome, because physically you're a savage, but maybe not mentally. In the past, and same with me. Yeah. I could snatch three hundred and five pounds, but I was a mental pansy, you know. (laughs) And that's part of that's part of reason why I feel like that resonates most with me personally is mental and mind coaching. Well, check this out, man. I I, I I'm gonna push back.
2: Okay. See, I'm curious. I wouldn't say that you're a mental pansy. Okay. Because mentally that. you've got to be strong to throw your body underneath the threat town kind of snatch.
0: That's a good point. I picked my spots when I was mentally strong. Taylor and I have talked about this a lot. I would I and Taylor have seen this in other people and Taylor might even a little bit. People are I was a mental savage in the gym. I could push through pain and adversity, but the second adversity hit, once I left the gym doors, I reacted like a ten-year-old child. Bang. Do you think okay. that's similar to why you or in your coaching industry right now, or not at well, all? Well, well, yeah.
2: In, in before I go there, you know, yeah. In that in that time, I was most disconnected in my life. by had a five five hundred pound squat. <laughs> That's physically, crazy. I was very strong. Yeah. Mentally,
0: like you could mentally, mentally very speed. strong. Emotionally, my EQ. That's true. Mentally, I don't think I was ever weak, but emotionally, very weak. Yeah, and that sounds like Um, it's the same with you until recently. Yeah. So for me, like
2: you know, I I moved, my family moved eleven times by the time I was sixteen. That happened when I was sixteen. I found out who my biological dad was, Um, and there are a lot of stories, you know,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. that are packed into that. Can we? and, you know, go to college, uh, you know, you think you found love, and then it's not what you thought it was going to be. Relationships, start relationships, and to a blessed curse. <laughs> love is a blessed curse, man. Um, and, uh, and, you know, throughout all of that, from childhood to now, Birth to now, well, birth. You know, when I was able to start choosing music to now, consciousness um, to now. I music, <laughs> you know, music has been my greatest companion for my life's story. And you know, they when I joined Strong Coach, which is where this idea developed. The you know the thing to acknowledge here is that when you are seeking purpose, like, your mess becomes your message. And my life was a fucking mess, man. And music, like, music was the thing that got me through all of it. And uh, particularly, here's one more thing. Like, two years ago, you know, I was engaged to be married, and it didn't work out. And the way that relationship unfolded had everything to do with, you know, what I, from my personal experience know we, our shadows chose each other. And when that ended, when that ended, like, (laughs) when that ended, I, like, I thought I had been low before that. And there's, you know, in in the song Best Day Ever by Mac Miller, you know, you know, I found the difference between the ground and the floor. Um, Oh yeah. That happened. (laughs) And, uh, when that happened, this was another opportunity for me. This is when I checked in very similar to when I checked with myself in quarantine. It's like, okay, that happened. Like what is the driving force behind this? And it's that my subconscious was like, I was not driving the car. I wasn't driving i wasn't behind the wheel something else was i like i was in the car and i was making decisions but like also i kind of wasn't um
0: does that like what does that sound like to you well <laughs> i'll answer real quick before you think yeah. why you think about it It sounds like to me just like you were saying earlier in the episode you felt like you were outside of yourself looking down on your life for many years mm-hmm. that's exactly what it sounds like yes. it sounds like and for me, I've experienced that when I'm doing monotonous things like driving moments, things will pop up in my head, and I'll be able to I'll picture myself being in the corner of a room watching myself in a situation that happened in the past and just realize how that was so far from the truth of how I really am. That's what it sounds like. And you said shadow. So it's like the body in those situations making, quote-unquote, the decisions yeah. was your body what but you were in the, your, your shadow was the one looking, I mean, it's just, yeah. My, my
2: soul
1: was along for the ride.
0: And that's, yeah. like the, that's
1: like the opposite of flow state. That's like the, mm. that's like the evil twin That's a good point. It's <laughs> oh, like the evil twin of, of, of a flow state. 100%. When you're in the driver's seat of doing something that you don't really have any stake in, or you you know, whatever, you know, whatever that is, something you're not really invested in, or maybe you don't really like, or, you know. Yeah, man. It's, it's
0: it yeah. It's one of the worst feelings. Possibly. Oh, it's terrible. Were you able to realize that? Yes. So did you come up? Did you did you have this awareness during your kind of self-renaissance period during quarantine, or did you realize this in the middle of the relationship with this female? I realized during. Wow. Because I I, okay. I noticed
2: myself. Um, I noticed the ways I was putting myself aside, mm. and, and the way that was playing out being not good. Um, and so, yeah, I started asking difficult questions when I was in the situation. So relationship ends, I realized my shadow is driving and I've always been fascinated with psychedelics and like what they can do. So I, I was like, well, now, now it's never been better. (laughs) Let's let's get to to know my subconscious. So was that after you got out of that? sort of yeah. relationship that's when we started exploring psychedelics a little yep. bit. and then i found that i found music festivals and music festivals introduced me to novelty and also a full spectrum of emotional experiencing mm-hmm.
0: that i had never felt before yeah that's exactly my definition of living fully yeah emotional experiences mm-hmm. experiencing living fully some people might mean partying hard every night and yeah. experience but to me emotional experiences is living fully so yeah. anyway side note go ahead yeah and so like
2: the music festival introduced me to peak expression peak human experience um it, it introduced me to the way
1: people love each other for the sake purely of loving each other why is it so we talked about on our previous conversation, I talked about like my experiences with psilocybin and going to Bonnaroo, and you experience all that stuff. Depending on the festival you go to, you experience all that stuff. Everybody's so friendly. At least what I experience, everybody's so friendly. Everybody so is So nice. People are carefree. Um, <clears throat> it's such an interesting space. But why? Why is that confined to that space?
0: Mm man. That's a big question. I've experienced that even yeah. without drugs. So I feel like it has something to do with more than just... Yeah, you don't what have to do... I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. without without some sort of psychedelic, I've even felt that vibe. Maybe it's ultimately the music. Yeah, Maybe. you know, it could
2: be the music. I do know. It, it could be the, uh, you know, the de-armoring of the inner child. You know, everybody's there to play. Yeah and connect your guards down and and explore and be fascinated and discover and the world you know the world that we live in is very much k through 12 high school college job family you know it's it's straight it has a structure it has a linear path Mm -hmm. that people think they're supposed to follow and because they're supposed to follow that path they're also supposed to deny all of the things that want something more something beyond it and so like these music festivals are, are the beyond like it, it they eliminate the social conditioning yes that's yes, in my opinion yeah, dude yeah.
0: nailed it yeah i feel like people are never the same even if they just go to one they always have that one experience where they can look back on it and be like okay yeah something happened here you know yeah, I mean, definitely the way like,
1: definitely the way you interact with people is so. Dude, I remember you have no hesitation with just being like, "What's up, dude? How you doing? Having a good time? Fuck yeah, hell yeah, you know." Yeah. It's when like you got back from
0: Bonnaroo, is it room Yeah, man. When you got back, dude. You were different in a good way. You, you your eyes had like lit up for, like a week. I remember when you came
1: I back. Know. And little, I'm just saying, I was a little like, yeah. It's when you come back from something like that, you're definitely a little like. You're a little bluesy you're bluesy for <laughs> sure yeah. yeah you gotta gotta get your serotonin back you everything. definitely you definitely i don't know i just remember you didn't ever say anything negative about it though you definitely look at social interactions differently i think yeah. you know you look at and you look at the, the way that other people are interacting or yeah it's such an interesting experience well, and here to that you know was it, it you know when it, when
2: it comes to what was interesting about it, you know when was the last time before that that you had experienced awe and wonder
1: childhood Yeah, childhood I mean other concerts of course, but for me it was childhood, <laughs> childhood yeah, no but I agree I had to completely agree with for that. you though it's... Per- yeah yeah definitely And like that
2: in how often do you experience awe and wonder in this you know reality if you want to call it that that we live in?
1: None, none. Not, not enough. Yeah, not yeah, not none. very often. Honestly, um, you definitely have things. That's not to say things don't excite you. Sure. But awe and wonder. Those are
0: two really different things. Those are really powerful things. When you say awe and wonder, what what do you what, what do you think of? Because when, when I hear that, I think of like experiencing things that make me question everything. It quite because the moments I've experienced awe and wonder are like when I question a lot of things. Why is this this way? Why do I act that way? Why are people acting like this? Why do we follow this linear thing? That's what I think of. I'm curious what you guys think of when you think of awe and wonder. What does that mean to you? To be in awe, to be awe-stricken.
2: You know, it's, it's for people who have lived in the city or grown up in the city. You know, when they go to the country <laughs> and they look up at the night sky, they have never seen more stars in their life. That's a great one. That's a great example. That is awe and wonder. And when it comes to the music festival, it's, um, it, it, again, it's, it's an ode to the spectrum of emotion that we are disabled from tapping into. It's, it's about meeting yourself in a space that you've never been before that is just, it's colorful. It's bright. It's it's um, it's ecstasy.
0: It's ecstatic. You know. It's. Yeah. Is there ways that you feel like people can feel that besides music festivals? Oh yeah, some, man. What what do you think? What what would you say to the people listening? Yeah. Because I have ways. I've felt ecstasy outside of not the drug, but I felt ecstatic and on and wonder outside of music festivals. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. It's like, How do you find that in your life? If you're not at a music festival,
2: going, going on a hike, like doing a 14 er up to the top of a mountain. Um, I just coached a guy on Monday who, you know, his idea of being adults, being firm, stern, you know, duh, 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 being a man. And uh, he, you know, his kids pulled out this, this ball pit that that had you know however many balls in it and instead of experiencing the oh my god there's going to be balls everywhere (laughs) it, it turned into a game that he got to play with his kids where they end up you know in a ball fight throwing balls at each other just having fun like pure fun he let his inner child out to play that like for him reflecting on that during our session like his face was just painted with this awe and wonder gratitude and appreciation awesome. like like dude like i i have to play with my kids
1: those moments where you feel so like on bringing it back to on wonder mm-hmm. those moments where you feel small like really mm-hmm. tiny mm-hmm. those are huge oh, just gosh. for your brain too in in uh, 2018 i went to telluride Yeah, so when I went to Telluride in 2018, with some buddies, we did a lot of hikes. We did this one hike that was really, really high up. It was like 12,000-some yeah. feet. And just, there, I have a picture of it. I think it's actually on my uh, Facebook or something on my cover or whatever. Yeah, we, we hiked up. Me and my buddy hiked all the way up this really, really steep part of this mountain. And we had three other buddies that decided to just not do that because it was really, really hard and when we got there and looked over and just you just look out at just just everything it's just it's so it, that's that was that's just a crazy awe and wonder moment where you're just like you just realize how small you are <laughs> oh dude those yeah, are like man. some of the best moments though like when you realize how small you are and you get
0: did you ever feel scared though or like no, sad no. or nervous because for part of my life realizing how small i am was almost depressing when i was younger i'm just yeah. a speck of dust in this universe that's only here for a hundred whatever years or less For me at first did you have you ever felt that Uh, um because now it's liberating yeah Mm, but for you okay i'm curious what you maybe in the past
1: but now it's like if you get those moments that are awe inspiring like you you out the country and you look at the stars or you're looking out you're on top of a mountain and you're looking out uh, on the earth or something like that now it's just like it's not even like oh fuck, i'm so small i'm gonna die someday now it's now it's like wow i have all this room for creativity, I have all this, like, it's a, it's a liberating moment, you know? Yeah. Are
0: you the same? Well, tan Because t- for me, like, time. Taylor, it emboldens me to realize, yeah, I might be super insignificant, but that means I have nothing to lose. So let's just go live my life. wonder wonder. you shouldn't give less of a fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> the first time I went to a music festival, I was,
2: I was like, low-key terrified.
1: Yeah, man, me too. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, it was know. a strange environment. It's a weird feeling.
2: Surrounded by people who are in a, you know, in a way of being that I was unfamiliar with. You know, so like I was, it's, it's like going to a, uh, let's see, it's like going on a first date or like going mm-hmm. to a jujitsu class. It's like you're going to this place where you're brand new to it um it, if it was a date you're brand new to this person it's uh you expe- i experienced a lot of like definitely self-judgment uh some self-doubt some fear mm-hmm. um because it, it was a it was uh i didn't know how to be in that environment i didn't know how to be and i didn't know how to be in the environment like maybe that's the same thing i don't no, know yeah it makes but sense. like uh But yeah, man. And, and what was, and that's, that's what's so special about being exposed to novelty is that you get to meet yourself in a way that you never have before. And what's cool about going up onto the mountain, you get to test your limits, find your edge. Um, you know, you get to, um, yeah, it's fear exposure at the end of the day, it's fear exposure. And when you have met fear, when you, come, when you go home back to the place that you've come from, like, what the fuck is fear?
0: Yeah. It's almost like your ego gets checked when you're in this on wonder because then your ego, you realize you're not this big important thing. So you can't have an ego. When you're truly an on wonder and you're like at the top of the mountain and you're looking out like, wow, I'm such a small, insignificant mm. thing in this mm. thing that we call life. For me, my ego is not non existent. In that moment, my ego is dead completely. Because yeah. otherwise, you just maybe a little psychotic if you still have an ego. Maybe you're a little narcissistic, but for yeah, right? me, yeah. I can't... And I'm not... That's just my opinion. I don't think anybody... I don't
1: think... you got to be a special person to stand at the top of a 12,000... <laughs> I, <made>, know, <laughs> I made all of this. This is my great show. I you know, think, like, I fucking matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, rule I rule the, the world, like dude. The entire right. planet, basically. And you're like... If you're still, like... Looking at yourself I'm like <laughs> I'm a yeah. fucking yeah, no, Greek no. God. <laughs> I love, I
2: love, like I, I I was talking to a buddy uh at the <laughs> at the retreat I was just at. And um I was like, you know what I love most about going to the mountains is how small they make me feel. Cause they, they remind me that I'm not shit. That's what I love about the ocean. I try yeah. to go to San Diego. Dude, hundred And like and what's really cool too I'm starting to forget as I'm
1: as I'm up. There's, there's a reason why we're drawn to that, though. Yeah, uh, primal. Low is a reason why yeah. we're drawn to looking out over the ocean or yes. looking off a mountain.
2: Oh, here it is. It, uh, you know, when you realize how small you are, and you drop into that environment of of a mountain that gives no fucks about you, and a uh, a strange place like a music festival, like it, it reminds you that you're safe.
0: It mm. you is you're safe because there's nothing you can lose or gain what do you mean by that explain for the listeners yeah so it's it's when it, you know when it comes down to you know taylor you're really the ice baths
1: you know
2: that is cold cold exposure is it, it, it's an exposure
1: to discomfort and so that changes the the way you experience comfort sauna. yeah i love right? those two. i love i love sauna and the ice bath i talk about that a lot on the yeah the social medias and stuff like we're that. addicted yeah. for sure they they're a good way they're simple that's the thing. They don't require you know I'm I'm I selfishly addicted, shamelessly addicted to working out and stuff like that yeah. too, with all these different modalities Yeah, CrossFit and all this shit. But this ice in the hot is it's so simple in nature and it makes it also makes a lot of sense yeah. too. But so is to, walking when, to the top of a mountain. It's pretty yeah. simple. When you when you started exposing yourself to heat and cold, like were you afraid at any point in time when you were starting oh, out yeah yeah. so i mean fear you know it's controlled fear yeah. because you have yep. the, you have the option to get out of yep. the ice bath you know we will get like 80 pounds of ice and like you know you'll just sit in there for Big five cup. seven minutes or whatever and you, you know, there will, there will always be an inkling to want to get out at some point you know whether it's right when you get in i mean a lot of people they get in they go <gasps> you know like it's like yeah, freaking out the nervous system is like what the fuck I've never done this before but there's definitely something to uh, enduring that and breathing through it and not not quitting you know not right. you know yeah I've definitely felt like it, it's di- different feelings with the sauna and different feelings with the ice too obviously the ice is cold as fuck you want to leave you want to get out because you feel like your blood flow is being restricted that's the whole point obviously with the yeah. sauna too if you're I'll crank this on up to like 220 ish like 215 and like once you get to like that 16 minute mark and you got four minutes left this is the longest four minutes of your life and you want to knock the door down
0: you said you have to okay. not go and ahead no, you're good, no, you're good. you said discomfort like Taylor and 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 I whenever anyone ever does anything like that it's like you were choosing discomfort why do you did you have something to say behind that like why do you think because yeah. I think just choosing Getting uncomfortable every day is vastly important. I'm curious why yeah, you huge. you said just dis- discomfort and I'm curious if mm-hmm. you want to expand on that. Yes, yeah, so discomfort and fear,
2: they're they're not mutually exclusive, but they're definitely associated with each other. And so you said something very important about the ice is that it's control fear, it's mm-hmm. control mm-hmm. discomfort. That's
1: why it's that's part of the reason why it's so good for you. Yes, that's why it's so good
2: for you. And here's why here's why the metaphor works, is that. When you go up to the mountain or go into the festival, uh, the first time for me with the festival and you know whatever your experience is with the mountain, um, that's uncontrolled fear. Mm-hmm. That's un—that's an uncontrolled environment, right? Mountain doesn't give a fuck about you, yeah, but it also does not want to harm you. It's, it exists regardless of you. That's yeah. what I mean when I say it doesn't give a fuck. Like nature doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Nature, Mother Nature, loves us in a way that is beyond knowing.
0: Right? You You're talking? saying. beyond naming.
2: Yeah. Right? And so, like, so that doesn't change <clears throat> that when we're exposed to her or to, you know, the first time at a music festival or the first time in a psychedelic, that is... That's a surrender experiment and so when you when you are exposed to fear in an uncontrolled environment and you overcome that fear well how does that change your relationship to fear in a controlled environment
0: i feel like the people who have consistently become uncomfortable on purpose they've chosen to experience like the uncontrolled fear the controlled fear are the ones who have handled the last six months, the best. Sure, across the world, yeah. and that goes for any situation, adversity. But that's just a quick caveat. I would argue the ice bath in the mountain are are both controlled fear because you don't have to walk up that mountain. But once you're in the music Ooh, festival, you're at the elements. You're at the elements of you can't because in both in the mountain, if you're trying to walk up a twelve thousand foot mountain, you control whether you do it or not. Yeah. Ice bath, you control your, the only things you can't control as a human is your own attitude and actions. If you're in the middle of a music festival with hundreds of thousands of people, a lot of the things around you, you can't, you, you can't, sometimes you're stuck. You can't, con, or, oh. or some people might, the feelings you have are, so I feel like the mountain and the ice bath are both, I mean, ice bath, mother nature. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't care, it doesn't have any harm towards you. And to zoom out, to zoom out on that, what's really cool about it is that it, dude thank you for
2: that that's yeah. awesome because like you do we do have a choice the control we do have comes from our ability to witness ourselves in the experience Good. and in the, the the ability to uh, observe our thoughts without choosing them or being chosen by them mm-hmm. you know like feeling the fear and being like is that real yeah am I safe am I in danger right and then
0: recalibrate it it, fear and danger you hear people say i'm still confused on what i think about it people say fear isn't real but danger is i I, you hear different people's thoughts on all that fear Mm -hmm. you know false evidence pure real fear is fake but danger is very real but i think fear is ingrained in us i mean that's why we ran from the saber-toothed tiger back in the ancient you know but fear can be abused Yes, dude. I think it's danger being, is 100% being abused. 100% real. abused oh, right be abused all the
1: time through media, through hundred percent information. Information is like the biggest fear of all. Like but that's why
0: the f- creator of fear. I don't think people should automatically just say fear isn't good at all. If you can control oh, it, no, it's the greatest. It's our greatest. Ally. It's our greatest ally. But uh, abusing it is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Because <laughs> fear and danger are different, in my opinion. Fear, you know, I have some friends who are in the military. I have a couple friends who are Navy SEALs. Fear has saved their life, but then fear can also kill you. It can cause you to go down this abyss to ultimately possibly suicide, which yeah. is what happened almost to me. Yeah. So interesting. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified it. Like, clarifying that when you're out
2: in nature, you know, you can be afraid of being attacked by a bear. That's that's an illusion of fear and a very real possibility. Danger is when there's a fucking bear. bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the combination of the two. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Gosh. Yeah. Did you want to, in this last kind of part of this episode of this, mm-hmm. just, I could see for five more hours, but I think <laughs> yeah. all three of us have to take a piss and we got other stuff to do, but was there something, did you want to First of all, before we're done, we'll definitely have you kind of, not brag but just plug you know brag talk whatever oh, sure. plug yeah. everything you're doing your yeah. what you're doing talking people reach you but before we do that i have one final question for brady, brady. do you have do you have anything else you want and maybe you'll think of something while he's answering my question <laughs> but yes yeah go ahead if you have anything else cool yeah let's
1: we should talk a little about about strong coach so i know you're you mm. got into strong coach and it's really helped you yeah. a lot, especially yeah. with you know yeah
2: so you know strong coach is not mine um however if you are an aspiring coach um strong coach is an amazing program for identifying your why and identifying your uh you know your purpose in coaching um so in terms of that man yeah strong coach did change my life it it helped me identify more closely what my hero's journey looks like uh looked like looks like Um, if you are on a healing path uh another program in the same vein training camp for the soul both of those you know big big shout outs to those programs because they uh they helped me find my path they helped me clear the path and uh they you know they helped me they helped empower me
0: to take ownership of my path so, yeah did you have you knew you're going you wanted to coach before you dove into the strong coach and training camp for the souls are you said? Mm-hmm. did you so you knew that going in but you yeah. didn't know quite the specific niche or what that looked like yeah. in real life until uh, you hatched it out is that kind of what the process was for you or did you already know 100 you wanted to do mental and spiritual coaching through music and stuff like that and then my coaches helped kind of sharpen it yeah man you know when i experienced the transformation that i did from the
2: music festival before i got into either one of those programs like i knew there was something to it I, and i knew there was something special about music i knew there was something special about music festivals and i knew that it, it or i wondered if it was being underserved like if people were being underserved in terms of um, the way
0: they integrate well you yourself said music has been a key to your entire life yes yeah interesting sure. so you, you were wondering if that was the same for other people and if it is have they even they taken advantage of it well it is the
2: same and it's the same in different ways right like like look at the look at the teenagers who um all they have is music yeah right like culture it's it's music is a part of our our culture and our upbringing and so because of how different you know it's interesting again when i connect the dots backwards like i wasn't supposed to be a coach for the physical body and when i when i felt called to return to coaching i i was actually journaling and i asked myself am i a coach of the physical body and i just tuned in to feel what my intuition had to say. And the answer was no, it was like nothing lit up. And then I asked, am I a coach of the spiritual body? And it was like fireworks were going off in my body, like that's your thing. And so I identified, okay, it's time to get back into coaching. I also knew that I had a lot of work to do on myself to show up the way I wanted to as coach, as a leader. And so i invested in strong coach and in our in our goal setting you know what's your biggest sexiest goal and it was to work you know by 2030 i partnered with maps association to travel around the world uh leading integration workshops at music festivals and dude (laughs) that's awesome and so like so so that's the big that's the big goal that's your baby your sexy goal that's man. the big sexy goal so what are the small steps that I get to take to to create that and um, and it's so it's so awesome like um, you know you mentioned being humble and and you you know having humility like when I started, when I said when I stated what I wanted to do um, it was very much outside of the the strong coach box because they're they're coaching more coaches, than physical personal trainers and strength coaches gym owners and so i am very i was very much an outlier and it was last week i was talking to my mentor so i'm a mentor for the program now and i was in the mentor group and uh they were acknowledging me they go brady when you when you said when you told us what you wanted to do we did not know how you were going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. And, and they said, and you figured it out. And, uh, and it was the most like, like heartwarming filling, you know, my cup that filled my cup, right. Um, that was so validating. Uh, and I'm going to let myself have that. So. From then to now, yeah, man, I've I've developed a, a process for. By the way, we've been in the process this entire conversation. I feel like pretty
0: much yeah. this is the gist of what you do with your life. What we've been doing for the past ninety minutes. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. So I, I got I got a little meta with it. You know we we opened up the we opened up our time by <clears> listening <throat> to a song, and that song. We identified the resonance that we felt with the song, mm-hmm. which opened up the conversations that we can have with ourselves and with each other. And the process, you know, in terms of the program, you know, I've I've identified four kinds of uh yes, paths or something or four four paths or four ways music interacts with our lives. It's interacting with us now, presently. It's interacted, it's interacted with us in the past, right? To get Mm -hmm. us through those difficult moments. And so I I bring up the cellular memory of those, of those moments, so we can unpack them and let them go. Uh, music creates momentum in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then music changes when we change, it changes with us. Totally. And so by identifying those, it's a very 360 degree look at how like how we are. And when you, once you found the resonance at each stage and peeled back the layers, you get to the core root of the experience that you're in, that you're having. You know, when I was, uh, the song I was working with, with that guy who got to experience his kids wholly and fully, you know, with his inner child, just playing full out. That came from a song called windows are rolled down by Amos Lee. And, um, there were, you know, there were It was fun to watch him realize. Basically, it's a, it's about having a realization about how you're showing up and how it's different from how you want to, like what your heart desires. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, man. And to tie that all together, um, it's all about integration. It's about identifying the resonance uncovering the meaning that it has for you and then integrating it like after when i when i leave this this room this conversation i'm a different person 100 percent. and so that all came from talking about trust fall by incubus and you know what are the action steps that we can take to show up differently in the world in a meaningful way Absolutely. in a way that's more connected uh, more loving more compassionate and more just grounded in our
0: unique truths. And because they're unique, we can then use that to build each other up. The one word that's come to mind this entire time is clarity. Our truths become more clear through what, through the type of coaching you do. Yeah. This whole time, it, things, confusion leaves. You know, yeah. it's clear what we need to do and what we should, you know, what we need going to work on through kind of music integration. That's the one where they came to mind for me this entire time. I love that. hundred percent clarity because clarity is king if you don't, you know, and then that helps anyone. So that's the one where it's coming to mind with me, but yeah. And um, when you, when you have,
2: when you have the awareness of yourself and awareness of your truth, would you say that you feel more confident to show up in your life? hundred percent. Yeah. So my, my intention is to connect people with their hearts, with their, with, my intention is to connect people with their hearts, provide clarity and confidence for them to show up in their life
0: as they want to show up fully. That's awesome. On that note, I mean, Taylor and I ask this question for every guest. And I think I might know what you say, but maybe not. The one question we ask every guest, and that's awesome, first of all, and it's the last thing you have to say is, if you could prescribe one thing for every human on earth to do for 30 days, what's one? everyone has to do it for 30 days every day prescribe one thing for everyone on earth to do for 30 days what would you prescribe what would your prescription dr brady is prescribing everyone on earth to do this for 30 days what would that one thing activity act be you've probably never been asked that so take your time (laughs) and that's that's after that we'll we'll call it a night but i'm just curious what's what's your one what do you prescribe for everyone And you might have a different answer in 24 hours. It's, so it's tough. I might. Because um, I, I, if I could, I'd describe more than just one thing. But go ahead. What's... Yeah, the thing that I invite everybody to do
2: for 30 days is to ask yourself, um, what about this experience is happening for my highest and greatest good. What about my experience is happening for my highest and greatest good? Ask yourself that for 30 days and find out how your relationship with the world changes and with yourself.
0: Uh That in itself, if if people actually do that, talk about creating clarity. Welcome to the high frequency. <laughs> that's really good. No one, as you can imagine, has given that answer yet. Everyone's had a different answer. All of our guests, and then Taylor's answer is different than my answer. So, that's unbelievable, man. Believe it, dude. Plug your stuff, man.
2: So yeah, Brady double underscore Brewer. So Brady underscore underscore Brewer at Instagram. Uh, the name of my program is The High Frequency Life. There's also a page on Facebook. There is a private Facebook group that we can get you into. Um, if this comes out prior to September 23rd, there is a program starting on that day.
0: It would come out in a week. Cool. I'm doing um, a program. Oh, you're in? Yeah, yeah, yes, we'll be in. Yeah. Um, and we'll put all this in the description so people don't have to write it down. Yeah, man. But... Um, Yeah, that's It's the easiest place to contact you through the Facebook or through your Instagram, if someone wants to message you directly. Yeah,
2: the best way to reach me directly is on Instagram. Okay, and one more time, what's your Instagram? Brady underscore underscore Brewer, and it's the High Frequency Life. Awesome. Unbelievable. Believe it, man. It's totally believable. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So many people say
1: unbelievable, but it's actually believable. Huh. yeah I love right, you guys everybody. love you everybody. Yeah. All right, everybody peace out guys see you guys soon